Are you ready for the best real estate investing advice ever? Join Joe Fairless and today's successful real estate professional as they share it with you. Let's go. A quick word from our sponsor, The Door Devil. Homeowners spend hundreds on alarm systems each year, but rarely reinforce the weakest point on the home, the doors. Bad guys know this, and that's why kick-ins are so common. Simply adding door devils virtually eliminates the home security gap. Sleep better tonight. Reinforce your doors. Visit doordevil.com and enter best ever to get an exclusive 20% discount on your purchase. Hello, best ever listeners. Welcome to the best real estate investing advice ever show. I'm Joe Fairless, and I'm here with today's guest, Jay Massey. Jay, hello. Hi, how are you? Doing well. Thanks for being on the show, and uh, I hope you had a great weekend. I, I did, and in fact, I, I'm I'm also hoping to be the best ever guest on the show. Well, the the bar has been set really high, but I know that you are an overachiever, so I think there's the potential that you can do that. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. The listeners will be the final judge of that one. That's true. All right. Well, I know you know some of you might have already heard of Jay and his incredible uh, rise to success in a very short amount of time um, with a very uh, very inspiring background. And I'll let Jay go into that a little bit um, just to set the groundwork. But um, really quick about Jay, he has a mass portfolio of over 300 residential and commercial properties in a short six years and successfully executed hundreds of real estate transactions. He's an advisor um, to real estate uh, entrepreneurs and both beginning, advanced, and medium levels. And, uh, Jay, if you can tell us a little bit about your background so we can get uh, a really good sense of where you come from and what you're focused on now. Yeah, sure, sure. Well, uh, my mom had me approximately – no, I'm just kidding. Uh, we can start <laughs> with, um, you know, when it comes to background, you know, obviously – how you grew up has a lot to do with it. But what it comes down to is that uh, the best of my thinking, the best of my situation, uh, that, you know, my experience, my life at that up to that point uh, was a result of my best ever thinking. And my best ever thinking put me in the worst ever spot that I could ever possibly imagine. And I will summarize it as follows. I, My wife and I found ourselves in a situation in which uh, she couldn't eat or drink. Now, what that meant, she has a medical condition when she's pregnant. Uh, she's unable uh, to consume something as simple as bread or water. It's called hyperemesis, and most people have never heard of it unless they had it themselves. And then one day to blow off steam, I, I went to, you know, play volleyball. And I jumped, and I landed on a guy's head, and I punctured my lung. And uh, I developed a condition known as pleurisy. That combined with my asthma plus a drug interaction made it impossible for me to walk and talk simultaneously. And now we are quite the pair. She couldn't eat or drink. I couldn't walk or talk. So clearly you can't earn much money in that particular situation. And I was a self-employed financial planner at the time, which is another way of saying if you don't go to work, you don't, you know, eat. And I didn't know that. And this is how I learned it. And, you know, now knowing that there are other ways to earn income, you know, we've made different choices. And that was kind of what set the stage is, you know, we're squatting in bank-owned property. We were for our primary residence. We lost the foreclosure, so we didn't have a place to stay. Uh, car, yeah, cars repossessed, electricity turned off, making decisions like do we, you know, do we buy food today or do we keep the electricity on? 
You know, these are all things that we have had to deal with. And it was around that time a friend of mine said, you should become a real estate investor, which clearly is the natural choice. You know, that, that, that's like what everybody <laughs> should do. Right. right. <laughs> and I looked at him and I'm just like, uh, you realize what we just told you, you know, we're, we're trying to sell our personal possessions on eBay to eat. And you're like, yeah, you should become a real estate investor. Well, uh, he was right. And we did. And we've, you know, since been able to do many transactions. We specialize in deals that, you know, use none of our own personal money or credit. And a lot of people seek us out because they want to do that. And we provide, you know, turnkey houses now, and that's cool. And uh, we also allow other people just to participate by, you know, uh, helping us purchase very large buildings, you know, apartment complexes, commercial. We're building a resort internationally right now with some friends. And it's, you know, all of these things are now possible, um, but that's where it started from. And it started from a need. And this is the one thing I want to leave. If I want to say, everyone, I hope everyone at least listens this far to hear. No one on this planet, in my opinion, has a money problem. We have an idea problem. And when you let someone else's ideas come into your life and you begin to take action on those ideas, new things can happen for you. Wow. Okay. I mean, from being a self-employed financial planner uh, to then determining, you know, should I buy food or should I have electricity to going from, you know, building a resort internationally, I imagine that's in Belize. You got that correct. Yeah, I, I know the I know the circle you keep, so I figured that's where it was. Yep. Um yep. and then to multifamily, what is your best real estate investing advice ever? Never sell. Period. Um at the end of the day, uh the you end up regretting every property. At least I've ended up regretting. It's hard for me to look at a property that I've sold and go, Yay, that was great. I mean, it was the right business decision at the time. I just wish I still had it. <laughs> right. <laughs> I just wish I still had it. So, yeah, never, never sell. Did, have you read the book? Oh, man, who is it? He, I think he's from Australia or New Zealand. Um, he he had a similar philosophy. I think it's uh, Dolph DeRuz. Dolph DeRuz wrote this book, and, and he talks about commercial real estate and he he has he has the same approach where I just never sell. And I find that interesting because you know I'm I'm a uh, fan of Equity Happens, and I yeah, know yeah. you know Equity Happens because that's probably who you're you're partnering with, or some of your friends you're partnering with on the Belize deal. And uh, they mention in the book where you uh, could could uh, hold on to a property for a long period of time, or you could hold on to it for say five ten years. Uh, Get the appreciation and then upgrade to a larger property. So, what are you, what are your thoughts on those two philosophies? Well, yeah, I mean, and and it's not so much holding on to the property. The property is one level of looking at the asset, but when you look on your balance sheet, the balance sheet doesn't say property; it says equity. And the question is, is what are you doing with the equity? And more importantly, learning to manage uh, the what. I call or what's called the return on that equity. That's really the key here is what we're talking about. You know, don't liquidate the equity. You just earned it. The point is, is you want to learn how to continually leverage that equity in, you know, various parts and places because you, you want to make sure that, you know, obviously you still got to do your proper due diligence and all that work is 
in, you know, entitled to it, but you want to just keep managing that equity time and time again. Cause, and, and if you do that successfully and, and make sure you check every box and, you know, cross every I and dot every T, hopefully you, you heard that, um, you'll be able to be in a position to where you, you end up with more and more uh, that you have to manage over time. What's an example of where you've leveraged equity that you have uh, you had with a property? Okay, got it. Uh, well, the, the, when you are leveraging equity, there are many different ways of doing that. Uh, for example, you could take a simple single-family house, and that's free and clear, and then you leverage the equity by getting a private investor to give you a loan or getting a bank to give you a loan. That's a very, very simple way of uh, leveraging the equity, et cetera. That, so that would totally work. And the, the question is, is what else are you going to do to – how else can you complicate that? Everything else is a complication of that same simple thing. So you can take a uh, – for right, so, for example, right now we're in the process of working a commercial building. You take that commercial building completely vacant, you put a tenant in it, do some TI, that's going to create some equity. Uh, and then you take that position of that equity and maybe you sell a portion of that equity. This gets to be a lot like what you know you see on Shark Tank. So you take a, a portion of that equity and you offer it to investors and then you receive that cash and you go do it again. There are many different ways of doing this same thing, but the point is, is you, yeah, I mean, like I said, Obviously, do your due diligence, but most importantly, you've got to have the right financial team in order to manage these pieces because we're not all built to be able to look at everything the same way. Right. And uh, for all the best ever listeners who don't know what TI is, it's tenant improvements, right? Yes. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> yes. Yes. I, I start. Once you give, if you give me, going, you got I'll rolling. Yeah, you got kinds, rolling. All kinds of, yeah, uh, lots of acronyms come out. It's a whole yep. new language. Yep. Well, that's why we're that's why we're here to learn this whole new language. All right. Well, you ready for the best ever lightning round? Oh boy, bring it. Okay. Best ever book you've read? Bible. <laughs> that was easy. Best ever <laughs> personal growth experience, and what did you learn from it? Got it. Best ever personal growth experience was when I was first getting started uh, networking. Uh, what I would do is I, I'm naturally an introverted person, and my mentor went with me, and I was hiding behind him everywhere he, he went. So he was going around introducing himself to people, and I wasn't doing anything. And then one time he walked up uh, straight to the people, and he said, hi, uh, here's Jay, and then he left. And, <laughs> and he left me there right in the middle of the circle, and I, it was right there. It was rubber meets the road. Either you're going to do it, you're going to put up or shut up. And uh, I don't remember what I said, but uh, I got through it, and that showed me that I could do it. And that's, that's one of the things. you got to have those tangible experiences that say you have the skill sets to become the person that you know and dream about becoming. That's great. Nothing, nothing like getting thrown to the wolves and, and see if you can work your way out of it. <laughs> that's, exactly, that's exactly what happened. That's exactly what happened. Knowing your background from what you described, uh, I, I imagine you have multiple answers to the following uh, following statement, but let's go ahead and I, I'm curious to hear which one you're going to go with. Best ever okay. success habit that you practice? Ooh. Um, we, it's a tie between praying and a, I keep a success journal. 
because uh, you know that that it, it it's a very simple exercise. All you got to do is ask yourself this question and fill in, you know, the sentence. Uh, because if you if I said to someone right now, hey, list down, you know, why do you think you'll be successful? They they can't do it. But if I ask you to fill in the sentence, a, the, the, a very simple sentence, you can do it. Today, five reasons I am successful are, and it's written that way in the present tense. Uh, and today, and you, what you do is you come up with five reasons today that you're successful. You also do this for gratitude. Uh, those two things can keep you going in the correct direction all the time. Right. I love how you reframe it, and it's it's a slight shift, but it has dramatic results. I, I, I definitely can see how that would have a big difference in your psychology. I love that. Yep. Best ever Internet resource that you use for real estate investing? Reese reports. Um, Reese reports. They have actually it's r e i s reports dot com. They have a free like seven days or something, but lots of it's a consolidated market research data. Now, mind you, if you're looking for single family houses, you could still use it, but they tend to specialize in apartment, office, retail, industrial, and self storage, which is kind of my world these days. So, but it doesn't mean that the information isn't useful to you because you've, they've got market and submarket analysis, and we use that information a lot when we're vetting our teams. Like I said, yeah, d- due diligence is key here, and learning how to use all of that, that data to vet your team and put together the best type of, <laughs> well, I'll say your best ever real estate investing team is definitely necessary in order to make these things work. What information do the RACE reports provide you that help you vet your team? Ah, got it. Yeah, well, and and that's part of what I do when I'm working with, you know, clients or showing them how we do things, and, and that's part of our due diligence package. But the reports themselves, you know, I'll give you a simple one. A simple one is a dollar per square foot, income per square foot. You should know that for your apartments, your single-family houses, whatever it is you're doing. And when you have that data, when you're looking at your property managers, specifically, I'm going to say your property managers. So if you know, like, if you know that a dollar per square foot is 60 cents and you got, and I'm making up real, a thousand square foot, you know, house, you know, that's supposed to be $600. Okay. For some of you that might be low, uh, some of you that might be high, just roll with me and understand the practice here. But if the report is saying that uh, buildings in this area are renting at 60 cents a square foot, when you call the property manager and say, hey, here's the property I'm considering, this is what I'm in escrow on, X, Y, Z, and they go, and you, then you ask them, you know, what do you think it'll rent for? And they go, oh, well, we think that same thousand, remember, thousand square foot, we think it's going to rent for 800. Oh, okay, cool. Could you tell me why? And we all know what a wrong answer sounds like or a made-up answer sounds like, but if they have actionable, true information about their marketplace, which they should, they should be able to back up and defend that $800 uh, rent because the information you have, and this is typically how I'll say it, well, it's interesting that you say that. Based upon the information that I have, I see that for the last XYZ number of months, um, the properties have been renting for around $0.60 cents a square foot. Can you tell me how you come to your number? Which is totally going to say so many things. It says, I know what I'm doing, and I now know that you might not know depending on your answer, and you may not get hired if you don't know this information. And I want to hear it. I want to hear what they have to say. If they've got information that's credible, that's opposite to what I found, that's fine. That's great. That means they're my guy or gal. But if they can't, if they just made up a willy-nilly number, 
because that could happen. <laughs> yeah, right. I want to know that. I want to know that that's them, and you can test their character that way instead of just going, well, the realtor said or the property manager said it would rent for X, Y, Z. You have nothing to check that uh, against. Confirm, but suspect. And we do this ad nauseum when we're going through the due diligence uh, because we want to make sure that we got all of the information, as much information as we possibly can, either for, first for ourselves, then obviously for investors as well. So you use that to give you the data points that are necessary to qualify your team members and make sure and, and make sure that they're giving you accurate information. And perhaps, and ideally, they'll even know more information that's not in the RECE report because that's why they should be on your team in the first place. <laughs> Correct. But, uh, but primarily, I'm testing their character. Uh, I just want to know, are you going to lie to me? I mean, I'm not saying that they have to know it. I'm saying, are they going to lie to me? Are they going to try and make something up? Are they going to say, you know what, I don't know, but I got a team and I can get back to you? That would be a totally acceptable answer. You know, uh, that would be a totally acceptable answer. Or do they know off the top of their head? All of these are, you know, I just want to see what they say, and I want to have something to gauge it against. Otherwise, it's kind of like throwing darts, you know? Right. <laughs> you pick yep. one. <laughs> no, yep. with, with a blindfold. <laughs> exactly. And I don't like that. Okay. Best ever quote. Best ever quote would uh, simply come from uh, Nora Roberts. Nora Roberts. Uh, if you don't go after what you want, you'll never have it. If you don't ask, the answer is always no. If you don't step forward, you're always in the same place. Okay. What's the best ever place to reach you, Jay? <laughs> well, yes, you, you can reach me quite simply uh, over at the, yeah, obviously, you can go over to uh, learninvestingnow.com is an easy way to do it. Some of you, you've heard me mention about due diligence. Uh, we've created, we've, I actually give you my Excel sheet. It's very long, so just understand that, of what we look for in terms of due diligence. And uh, plus, it'll give you some additional information. Or you can go over to our podcast at cashflowdiarypodcast.com. And I can attest to that being a very informative uh, and uh, useful podcast for real estate investors because I am a subscriber. <laughs> awesome. I'm glad to hear that. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much, Jay. Is there anything that we didn't talk about that you wanted to mention to the best ever listeners? Well, the one thing I, I want them to, to think about is as they consider uh, creating this year or this month or this week to be their best ever is make it your best ever life, but do it by design, not by default. And I understand, you know, maybe many things have happened to you in life, but that doesn't mean it's the end. It's just the beginning. All of those things that are happened, that, you know, it happened. Those are now the reasons why you are now perfectly prepared to succeed with a specific group of individuals. Leverage that. Use it. Don't waste those mistakes. Go out there and make something happen. I have one follow-up question on that. How do you um, sure. how do you hone your psychology? <laughs> well, the the good thing is is it it has a lot to do with what you measure, uh, and unfortunately, many of us are measuring the incorrect thing. We need lots of positive reinforcement. We're the ones in control of the game, but we make the game too difficult. And here's a simple what I mean by that. There are some of listeners probably listening right now who feel unsuccessful. And the only reason they feel unsuccessful is because they have chosen 
that the line to successful is so high and they haven't gotten there yet. For example, uh, I'm not success. If I said to myself, I'm not successful until I did a real estate deal. Well, the the converse of that is also true. That means I'm not successful until I do a real estate deal. So if I haven't done one, I'm not successful yet. And that that could be a problem, you know. So but if I may say I'm successful because I remembered to brush my teeth today. Well, awesome. And I know it sounds silly, but the easier you make it, it is you start to build up this positive momentum that makes it, you know, almost a matter of fact. Of course, I would write an offer today. Of course, I, you know, uh, bought, you know, a 182 unit building. Of course, I'm building a resort. Of course, I raised a grand, 100 grand today. Of course, because you were so successful at so many other things on the way to that appointment. You know, between getting into the car on time and the car was the car started, and I all of these things are, are key. That's why the exercise earlier today, five reasons I am successful are, and today five reasons I am grateful are, is is important because it it builds, it continually builds on itself. And as you do that, you end up with this nice journal that if you ever read it, I dare you to do this for like a you know a week and then go back on a day when you're having a hard day and read it and not feel good. It's really hard to do because you end up just feeling good. And then suddenly when you're feeling good, you think with a different part of your brain, you're able to make things happen and move forward. And the the momentum builds on more momentum and then it's just a snowball effect. Correct. But in the, the probably the other thing that's really important in this is to manage, manage your life every 15 minutes. I know it sounds a little aggressive and it is, um, but there was a time where what I did is I literally set a, 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 a clock or something that vibrates. We got all kinds of devices these days. Just set it for 15 minutes to go off every 15 minutes and ask yourself in the last 15 minutes, did I move towards or away from my goal? Whatever that is. And the, that, therefore the worst, your worst case scenario is that you'll only ever waste 15 minutes <laughs> and then you'll be back on track. So, you know, um, it's it's a successive number of all of these thinkings uh, that make up a difference because, you know, in a week there are seven days and you only need to win four of them. In a wow. month there are four weeks, you only need to win three of them. In a year, there's 12 months, but I only need to win seven of them. That means I can goof off five months of the year and I'm good, <laughs> you know, <laughs> but that's what it means. But you got to do it consistently and be able to make things happen. Do you have a timer that goes off every 15 minutes? It's on my um uh on my cell phone like when I'm get focused cuz I also listen to um I'll listen to instrumental music or classical music cuz it helps me to focus. So there are periods during the day where I'm absolutely not focused on purpose. And then when it's time to focus, it's you know, headphones go on, classical music goes on, some sort of ambient white noise music um, goes on like relaxed melodies. They got a, this app in the uh, app store, which is really, really great. And I just, I focus for that 15 minutes and you can be so much more productive. It doesn't take eight hours to do quote unquote, eight hour days worth of work unless you let it. And that's one of the things that I've gotten proficient at is doing only that, which I do best and outsourcing the rest because you, 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 you can either work from, what's called struggle energy or flow energy. And I would rather work from flow energy because that's easy for me. And if it, if it's struggle energy, it needs to be done by someone else at the end of the day. 
All right. Well, thank you so much, Jay, for for sharing all your insight. And I hope um, you know the, the if there is a timer, whether it's a external or internal, <laughs> I hope the last fifteen to twenty minutes has said yes. Uh, I have moved towards my goals. This is an effective use of my time, and um, I really appreciate you taking the time, and I'm sure the best ever listeners do as well. Awesome. Thanks for having me. All right. Thanks, Jay. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Hey, you, best ever listener. Do you want more? Then head to JoeFairless.com, where there are tons of free videos, templates, and content to help you get deals done. And if you want Joe to personally help you reach your goals, then go to the Work With Joe tab on JoeFairless.com and apply to, well, Work With Joe.